Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. And the good times continue with another fantastic smoky treat edition of the Cigar Snob Magazine Podcast. What's up, boys, with my guys, Eric Calvino and Ivan Ocampo, better known as IOC in the streets. What's What's up? Up? Don't compare me to that. But, but uh, anyway, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll take it. <laughs> What's, What's happening, up? Jimmy? What's up, Jim? I'm good, boys. What's going on? It's a good start, man. It's an energetic start. Right? I like it. Right? I like it. We're starting off good in this year of the rabbit, and that's a little, Ooh. and that's a little uh, what we call in the business a tease of what's going on on this amazing edition of the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast. Amazing. We're going to talk to our buddy Eddie Guerra. He's going to stop by. We're going to do a little uh, share a smoke with him. Plus, we're going to get our drink on today. A, a little interesting take on it. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we are going to have feedback from you on a question that I've always had about cigars. So we're going to get that answered. And, of course, once again, the year of the rabbit will be a, a emphasis of this smoky treat edition. So we're going to lots to get to. Heck, happy you're along. And let's get after it. If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto. The La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one, and tell them Jasper sent you. Yes, sir. All right. Jasper's looking mighty spry back there. I saw him. He's in a good mood. He is. He's, uh, I don't know. I think it's. Uh, he's, he's feeling good. It's the beginning of the year. Yeah. He's got Chente with him. I think he's uh, he's in a good mood. Chente, speaking of Sprite, Chente looked good. I saw him galloping around over there. They're all like on some health kick ever since we started the new year, you know. Keto? No, uh, he's doing Peloton. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Chente is a Peloton at, the, at, at this point. Well, listen, listen, we've had some great from 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 Playboy, from Hugh Hefner to Bugs Bunny to to all sorts of great bunnies and rabbits in the world. And uh Jasper's nodding his head at me. Yes, mm -hmm. sir, Jasper. What do you have? 
Caballeros que fuman. Take it away, my friend. So we are smoking the Davidoff Year of the Rabbit. This is a... Uh, What's that? That's, That's your the rabbit. rabbit. Is that nice. where the rabbit goes? <laughs> nice. Okay. I don't know, guys. I don't great, know about great rabbit. We're still not sure about Jim. <laughs> we're still the jury's still out. But uh, but yeah, that's what we're smoking. The year of the rabbit from Davidoff. It's a limited edition. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful smoke, right? I mean, uh, so classic. Let me give you some, always yeah. Elegant. So this is. So one quick thing is the year of the rabbit comes in two versions. Unlike all the other Zodiac uh davidoff editions this one has a a like double toro version it's called the flagship edition that's not what we're smoking we're smoking the the perfecto one the which is a six and get this size six and 15 sixteenths that's very exact that is precise very precise uh by 54 it is a double perfecto interestingly it's uh it's not common to see a perfecto with a pigtail it's a tiny Mm -hmm. pigtail but it's there it's kind of neat um and so the wrapper is uh, Ecuador, uh, Ecuador, Mexico binder, and Dominican Republic and Nicaraguan filler with an MSRP of fifty bucks. So it's a uh, this is special treat. This is yeah. This is not I your. Mean, you got all of Latin smoke. America pretty much represented with this cigar. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. Ecuador, Mexico, DR, and Nica. Yeah, Honduran. That's it. Uh, but it's all the best tobaccos from all of those places. Yeah, these guys. Is, yeah, they're not playing around with this one. They're not playing around. Exactly. Yeah, now I think we were, we were getting to that point. It is the price point is a little high, but it, you know this is one of those. It's a limited edition smoky treat, and it's uh, at the same time it's it's special occasion kind of stuff. And it definitely is a special occasion, no question about that, right? And, and it's Davidoff. It's Davidoff, Davidoff, however you like to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've heard it pronounced both ways. Uh, you, you know, when you're with Brits, they always call it Davidoff. Uh, here in South Florida. Dab it off all Dab the time, off, yeah. um, but I think no one. Listen, if you if you bought the cigar, you can call it whatever the hell you want. That's right. You can, yeah. you can, you can right. call it Sally if you want. At this point, yeah. Now, as, as usual, it's got the classic uh, off white label with the gold trim, you know, and and but it, it's you you know you're smoking what you got because you got the little red label underneath it uh, with the little bunny, uh, and it says Year of the Rabbit. Yeah. So, so they started the year. The year of right the the zodiac editions they started back in like 2012, mm-hmm. uh, and so we we've, we've been fortunate we we have a great relationship with the guys at Davidoff and the ladies at Davidoff to uh, that, that we've we've received every one of those they've always sent us samples and so we've tasted all of them honestly I've enjoyed every single one of them but I think I enjoy this one the most just I mean we we just got started with it. Mm-hmm. But it's got a little bit of extra kick that I'm really digging. Like I, I'm not used to this, this from Davidoff as as often, right? We smoke we smoke Davidoff often here, uh, but we 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 get the milder ones, right? And this this has got it has got a little heat. muscle to it. It has a little heat to it, but yet smooth. It's smooth because well, it's heat. like a sweet. It's like a sweet heat to me. Yeah. The 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 pepper comes in sweet. It's like a chili pepper almost. It's it, it's a sweet little chili. It's there is definitely some spice in there. In, in right from the right from the jump, you get it right from the start. I know, but it's coated with like a creamy. Cream. Yeah. I love that. I I really I'm enjoying it. I'm it not, tastes expensive. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, a cheap yeah. one. I mean that 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 heat is on the harsh unbearable. Side. Correct. Unbearable. Exactly. Yeah, and here yeah, it's this, like it's, it's a beautiful little right. like it's like a symbol. You know, mm-hmm. in a in a drum solo, it's like ting, like that little <laughs> zing there. It's kind of how if 
that's like my metaphor for it. I know that Jim is the master of the metaphor for smoking experience, but that's what I think the heat does in this cigar. It's like this beautiful, creamy, full flavored thing. And then you get in the back, bing, you get, you get a little bit of this here. In this corner. Right there. Yeah, exactly. Well, to, to me, I, I always, to me, I, to me, this is like, this is a long, leggy woman coming down a long flight of stairs. I like his analogy. You know what I mean? I like that one better. You're, I like it better than you're, mine. You're in the lobby of a hotel. See, I told you he was the master of it. You're in the lobby of a hotel. Maybe you would Say have, it slower. With, with, Say it slower. <laughs> you're sitting there. <laughs> yeah, what kind of music is playing? Oh, you got to have a little, a little bossa nova. Oh, I like uh, that. You know, a little... So Play you're like on, you're in Brazil on the now? Uh, we, a little, maybe maybe a little, little girl from Ipanema. Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 you know, and then the, there's the staircase, okay. and here comes Legs McGee coming down the, the you know, and the. She's drink. Irish. Well, you know, <laughs> her dad was a sailor. What can I tell you? But <laughs> that that that's what it looks like to me. And she's Puerto Rican. Okay, Puerto Rican Irish in Brazil. Wow. What but then the, where does the zinc come in? So when she comes down, she just slaps you right when she walks up, but no. then kisses you. Like she, how does that work? She comes down. She comes down. And she's wearing like one of these one of these like mink shoulder coats, fake R- fake fur. Oh, I was gonna say, is fake it real mink? Because now you're about to be fake canceled. Fur. And then as and then as she gets to your table, it comes off. The the, the mink oh. comes off. And then ding. And then the moon is full, and so am I. But then, <laughs> but then you know. And then the cocktails come and. And then you start putting on White Lotus on on, Net, on Netflix. And then oh boy! All okay? right, well, cut my hand here <laughs> on that table. Foul! That's, yeah. a, shooting, that's a shooting foul. Uh, so, so this is all from this cigar. Wow. This is what this cigar has it, done to it, us. Wow! Nah, it's lovely. It, it really is. Uh, so then, uh, so take us to uh, take us to the old X's and O's because oh. you know I think that they're all kind of related, right? This is this is a celebration worthy cigar. Right, we've talked this many not, times. This is not a pull this out at the golf course and throw it on the ground. Not thing. one bit, not one bit. <laughs> no. This is uh, in Jim's previous Ra- analogy. Raccoon comes and takes your cigar from the golf cart. <laughs> yeah, cigar. I'll chase that raccoon halfway. No, the raccoon. The, the raccoon grabs this. Is about to run away. Stops. Looks at you and gives you like a thumbs up. I like. Good job, pal. Whatever you're doing, I, it's I, working. I, I salute you. All right, so listen, let's break it down. This is what I would call a championship cigar. So let's get into these X's and O's of it. X's and O's. All right, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to check in, and, and we want to remind people, you can always hit us up. It's questions at cigarsnobmag.com. Questions at cigarsnobmag.com. You can also hit us up on our Twitter and Instagram at cigarsnobmag and give us, hook us up with questions. And this is a great question that, that I've always thought of and gives everything has an origin, right? Everything has an origin story. Just look at all these superhero movies. And our, our buddy Fulton, Fulton from Baton Rouge, from the Red Stick. You can't say it any other way other than Baton Rouge. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's the only way to say it. The Red Stick. He says, what's up, gents? I love the show. The man with good taste, too. I know you guys dabble in sports talk every now and then, and I was wondering if you have any information on the origin of the Victory Cigar. Because, yeah, you never hear about a Victory Cigarette, right? It's always the Correct, Victory yeah. Cigar. I've been a longtime sports fan, and a sports fan, and I feel it more prevalent now than ever, especially seeing guys like Joe Burrow from Baton Rouge with the LSU prominently smoking away after each one of his big wins. And as a follow-up question, do you know how the cigars get selected for each of the team's championship celebrations? Thanks again, and keep up the good work. All right, Fulton, I turn it over to the master here. 
Well, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to refer to a story that was written by our friend, the big O, Orlando oh. Alzagari, back in 2009. He wrote a story called Victory Cigar for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in that story, he quoted uh, Red Auerbach, Ooh. right, from the Let Me Tell You a Story, A Lifetime in the Game, a uh, book that Red Auerbach wrote with uh, John Feinstein. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this little quote here, which kind of explains what we think is the origin of the Victory Cigar. So it has always bothered, this is a quote from Red Arbuck. It has always bothered me to see coaches who are up 20 or 30 points, jumping up and down, screaming with two minutes or one minute to go. He said, it's, it's such a look at me thing. My attitude was when we had the game in hand, I'd get the subs in, sit down on the bench and relax. Let people know I wasn't trying to embarrass the other team. Just get the game over and done with. But I'd kind of sit there and not know exactly what to do. Cross my legs. Maybe that's too casual. Sit back. I don't know. Then I noticed that Joe Lapchick, then the coach of the Knicks, always smoked cigarettes on the Mm -hmm. bench. Back in those days, you could do that. So I decided if we had the game comfortably in hand, I'd smoke too. I'd light a cigar and just sit back. That ended up becoming the signal to people that we'd won the game. So guys started calling it my victory cigar. Then it became a big thing. People waiting for me to light the cigar. I never did it on the road. Never. That would have been rubbing it in. Of course, one night we went into Cincinnati and I found out they'd given out 5,000 cigars and told the fans when the Royals won the game, they'd all light up. I said to the guys in the locker room before the game, if you don't win this one, I'll kill you. <laughs> Celtics, of course, won that game and, uh, and the Cincinnati fans were not able to light their cigars. But that's, that's what we feel is kind of like the origin of, yeah. of the victory cigar. The first time I ever really saw as a kid or anything like that, you know, I mean, I was too young to see Red Auerbach as a coach. Uh, of course, he was the coach of those great Celtic teams of the of the 60s. Uh, and then he later became the general manager when Larry Bird and those guys played. Um, he would always light up a cigar. And, I, and, and that's the first time that I started associating winning with cigars. And we're seeing it more and more. And I guess, Ivan, you know, it, it's I always wondered as well, just like Fulton does, like, how do they do that? Like, like. I was talking to you guys, Oscar Valladares, who we, who, is, who does some great stuff, um, has Houston roots. When the Astros won the World Series, it seemed like a lot of guys were smoking those uh, Oscar Valladares uh, sticks. Is it something, do you think they reach out to the teams, or is it just pure luck? Because that's what everything checks. Now, it, it always is like, what shoes are they wearing, what, what, what designer stuff, and now it's what cigars are they smoking during the championship? Yeah, I think it it's it goes on a team by team basis. You know, like I think maybe like the equipment manager, the locker room guy, the locker room guy might yeah. handle some, uh, or, or in baseball the clubhouse guy, or the clubhouse yeah. guy, whatever. Or if somebody, let's say one of the players happens to be the cigar aficionado on mm-hmm. the team, he would be the one that would dictate. Okay, this is the brand or the or the cigar that gets uh, smoked. For example, I'm a golf fan, and um. Nowadays, like the cigar guy who's still playing on tour is is being is Xander Shoffley. He's mm-hmm. like he's been like he's been like the yeah. like the cigar guy. So after yeah, we're well, the Ryder Cup, right? Or I think Presidents Cup. So the recent Presidents Cup win, I think they pulled out like Padrones. Mm. You know, so I guess that's his favorite cigar. So he's like, that's what we're doing for this. Yep. Um, There's always a cigar guy. Is what you're trying to say. It's always a cigar guy, or I mean, again, there's, there's might maybe there's some like in with the team. Yeah. For example, I think, um, I think, uh, God, I forget the the gentleman from Camus, uh, Wagner, Joey Wagner. I remember him telling us that there was like some connection between 
one of the teams and they used to like drinking Camus and like there was some exchange with cigars. So it, it really depends on, on the situation. So I do have some insight on the, on the Oscar Rialatas mm-hmm. bit. So Oscar's, uh, Oscar's got a gentleman on staff at Orlando, a friend of ours. And he, he's always been like an agent for ballplayers. He's worked and like helped them with their finances and things like that. But he's obviously very well connected in the cigar business. Right. Working for Oscar. And so Oscar being based, as you said earlier, in Houston, uh, Orlando was able to get Oscar cigars when, when Houston won that first World Series. What year was it? I don't remember well, when they won that. Well, they won it in twenty seventeen against the Dodgers, but even the, even this this correct. Most, so this he most got it. One, he yeah. got it in that one, and then every year after that, he's been able to get Oscar Valdez in a World Series, mm. regardless of whether Houston is in it or not, because he has contacts in every team, and so it's usually a guy like that, like uh, like Orlando will get them in. And so he told me he shared a story with me. I was with him in Honduras, and uh, and he said that in this last World Series, uh, it was Phillies. Astros, Phillies Astros, and uh, he had he had both teams. He had a, a guy on each team yeah. lined up ready to go. It's like the T-shirts that are ready to go. Yeah, and so, but he said that getting it through security and all that stuff was a little bit of a of a challenge. So he was able to get it regardless of which team won. Now this per, that particular uh, Houston won it, and and Houston has a Honduran player on on the team, right. Duong, mm-hmm. and so that was extra special to have. Oscar Rye, that is, which is a Honduran-made cigar. Oscar himself being Honduran, and then the first major, the first major league Honduran to win a World Series, right, uh, was on the team. So that was all kind of, kind of a pretty neat combination. You know what's cool is that it's not always Cuban cigars because you figure, you know, they would do sure. these. You know, it's a championship great oh, thing. Man, Let's you're get right. some Cubans. Yeah, there's... and they, I've seen them a yeah, couple yeah, of yeah. times. And my fantasy is oh, somebody got them fake fake Cubans, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't know what they're smoking. They got some fake ones. There. Shaquille O'Neal, they're exactly. smoking fake Cubans. And what I way. what I always love is you can tell who are the cigar smokers, yeah, and 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 and, and who and who isn't. Like I saw recently, Eli Apple of the Bengals when they when they won to advance to the AFC Championship game, he was smoking it. Not exactly how you smoke a cigar. He was kind of like dragging, taking a drag from a cigarette. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, give but me, and, and give me a toke. And it's not just for the fellas, even the ladies. I remember when the Las Vegas Aces won the WNBA championship, there was one of their players had a nice cigar in, in her in her hands. And I was like, yes, of course, because ladies is pimps too, right? Also I mean, the, that's, that's, that's what they did. Yeah. Uh, there's also the uh, the Alabama-Tennessee college football game mm-hmm. where like they smoke on the field. Like it's and these are these are college players. Mm-hmm. So that's uh that's another little interesting victory cigar moment. But um uh, so my but, question but, would be to you guys, and, and we want to encourage people to hit us up, like what would be, for you guys and, and ladies listening at home, um, what would be your victory cigar? Hit us up, questions at cigarsnobmag.com, or send us a note on Twitter uh, or Instagram. They're both uh, Cigar Snob Mag, yep. even on Facebook as well. I'd love to see uh, photos and, and what you would consider your victory cigar. Ivan, what would it be like you're on the golf course, you won maybe maybe you won your, your your club championship, you know, for the ninth for the twenty-seventh year in a row, like some people we know around here. What would be your victory cigar? So I do have a few victory cigars and victory wines Ooh. to open those occasions. I've never been able to open or smoke <laughs> any of them. <laughs> I might be collecting for a long, long time because right. I'm not going to be victorious. However, the cigar 
that I would smoke was given to me by this gentleman right here sitting across from me when my daughter was born. So I had these Padron Anniversarios, 1964s, which I still have like maybe like five or six left. Then that would be my celebratory cigar. Ah, very good. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm kind of torn by what cigar I would, I would use. Right? You would say, do you want a cigar that you know is going to be perfect, right? Like a consistently good cigar, or do you want something so it mean, special? It yeah, means something to kind of mark that moment with that cigar. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. But, um, but if it happened right now. If yeah. that victory happened right now, and I and I had to I had to pull something, um, I'd probably pull the Opus X Thirteenth Hour. Mm. You know, it's just it's not they're not that easy to find. Uh, I mean, we we have some here, but um, but yeah, I think I'd go with something like that. But if I wanted something that I knew I was going to love, the problem is that I smoke it all the time, like an Oliva Melania Maduro, right? I would <laughs> I could I could smoke that. All the time because that's such a good cigar and it's consistently good. Uh, but yeah, I would I would want to smoke something different than what I smoke every day, and so I would probably go with that thirteenth hour. I how think about for, you, how Jimmy? About you, Jimmy? I, I have two because you know that's the beauty of living in this country. You have options. I would have, and this this is going to be kind of off the off the you know off the beaten path. I think the minute we win, like we're in the locker room, the the game's over, we've won, and the champagne is flying. I'd have a nice. My father's cigar, La Promesa. Oh, okay. Because okay? I've never had a bad La Promesa. I've never had a bad one. And then when I get to the house or you're at the club and you're at the, the lounge. After party. Yeah. I, the I'm after picturing, party. By the way, I'm picturing Jimmy in the locker room with the ski goggles on <laughs> no, and, the, and the La Promesa. No, no. Ski goggles are for weaklings. You got that <laughs> champagne has got to burn. You yeah. worked your ass off for of that championship. You got to get the sting in, in your eyes. Eye. Right. Claro. I'm with you. Um, and then, then I'd have a, a, a probably a Padron 64, nice, you know, uh, sitting back, you know, in the lounge with a nice, with a nice scotch, a nice, a nice bourbon, you know, then we're talking that that's more you, you savor, you enjoy, you, and that's when you look at your, at your, at your significant other or your, your and or your teammates and you just kind of, yeah, buddy. I'm a badass. We're getting, right? <laughs> we're getting rich because of this, Bubba. We're getting rich. So I got yeah, another, but, I got another cigar for you. Damn it. Try it's the new Villager du Brazil. Epa! That's a great championship cigar. Handcrafted entirely from the finest of Brazilian tobaccos, the Villager new du Brazil shines the spotlight on the unique characteristics of tobacco grown in the legendary Bahia region. It's one of the most fertile and reg- regions of Brazil. Known for the cultivation of oranges, sugarcane, and coffee, this region is also known for other top-class products, fine tobacco. Villager Cigars harvests their own tobacco here on their company-owned fields, and only the best torcedores are selected to roll these puros elaborately by hand. The Villager du Brazil is truly a luxury product for demanding aficionados. As the company's chairman, Heinrich Villager, emphasizes, we control the entire manufacturing process to guarantee excellent quality, from the tobacco seed to the perfect cigar. The Villager du Brazil is offered in two different wrappers, a Maduro and a Connecticut named the Claro. The Maduro line is covered in an alluring Araparaca wrapper and offers a robust to medium Full body. Whoa, that's how good Sorry. it is. Sorry, it's it's excellent. <laughs> it's, uh, full body with strong aromas of bold flavors: leather, fruit, cocoa, and espresso bean. Cloaked in an elegant Bahia-grown Connecticut seed wrapper, the Villager du Brasil Claro offers a satisfying medium body with a robust aroma of flavors of sweet cedar, coffee, and pepper. 
The Claro is a refined smoke with exotic eye-opening character. The Villiger du Brazil is available in both Robusto and Toro sizes. So if you find yourself looking for the perfect championship cigar, go out and try one today. The Villiger du Brazil. Ooh, de nacimiento, my man. Wow. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, this this Davidoff Year of the Rabbit is, is starting to really do its thing. And now we're going to uh, step it up a notch and bring in some booze. And now, Perfect Pairings, brought to you by Total Wine and More. Bring out the booze. All right, so we're ready to go. Time to booze it up with our thanks to our buddies at Total Wine and more. And great Scott, we've got great Jones in the house from the big city of of NYC. Now, before we get into this uh, mighty fine, tasty treats, how is your smoke going, Mister? Man, you know when it started off, we were talking about that little zing and the thing right in the beginning. Now that it's cruised into you know the middle, roughly the middle of the cigar, it's gotten past the the tapered front of mm-hmm. the perfecto and now it's into its you know widest point the flavors have all balanced out beautifully like i i really i liked the beginning but then the transition right. uh is is a very refreshing one because i think that if you had that that zing the entire way you'd probably tire of it so i love how now it's gotten it's just kind of like balanced out all the flavors. The zing is no longer like a peak. It's now, it's there, but it's there. It's part of this homogenous group, right, of flavors. And that's that cedar. There's that There's that creamy sweetness that it has. It has that sweet pepper zing that I talked about. Uh, really a beautifully made cigar. And I, and I do, I love the transitions. You know, it's interesting. I never thought about the shape of the cigar affecting uh the smokeability as it goes oh, through because yeah, the ratios part of it, yeah. yeah the ratios are different at the tip mm-hmm. since there's not as much cigar tobacco and then as you go through and and it gets wider and there's more tobacco yeah, there, so the, then it switches up so that's the that's exactly right so the when a when a cigar is blended the blend you know is sometimes gives you transitions mm-hmm. but when you've got a shape like this one you're guaranteeing a transition right no matter what no mm-hmm. matter how you blend it you're guaranteeing transitions because the the physical aspect of the cigar is going to change. So when it goes from a very narrow taper to now a 54 ring gauge, yeah, it's a big difference. So now you're you're kind of surrounded by other other Th- tobaccos. Does he know we're in the booze section and not in the X's and O's? Well, he's always he's always in he's the X's and O's. The way I look at it is it's it's definitely <laughs> it to 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 put it for for me for the for for the non uh, expert in this, it's almost like when you're 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 on the highway and and traffic has has opened up and you can now throttle it down and you can now open it up. That's what it is. This cigar has opened up and now you're starting to see. You know, oh look, there's 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 palm trees there. Oh look at look there, the, look at that architectural building over there. It's opened up and now you're experiencing a lot more things. He's on point is, with the is, metaphors. Today. Is the Irish Puerto Rican sitting next to you oh. in that traffic jam? No, you're you're, you're driving you're driving <laughs> to the lobby because 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 she's got a red dress on tonight. Epa. And now it all it means is now it's ready for some booze. Yep. So we've got the Great Jones Distillery. Great Jones. They're in New York City. They're on the corner of Great Jones and Broadway, which I think is such a cool address, right? Claro. So not just Jones, Great Jones. Great Jones. The literally the street is Great Jones. So Great Jones and Broadway <laughs> is where New York's first distillery after Prohibition was open. So these guys are the first to come back after Prohibition. So Pretty cool. We're going to start off with the uh, straight bourbon, which is their, uh, I'll show it to you here. 
if you're, by the way, if you're listening to this on the podcast, which I think is where the majority of people listen to us, uh, on the audio only podcast, you can switch over to YouTube and, mm -hmm. uh, and you can just search for Cigar Snob and you'll see the video versions of these where, where we talk about and we kind of show you, it's the same exact show, but we show you the product so you can see it. So, uh, so it smells it's, amazing. That smells awesome, right? So this is a, it's a straight bourbon, uh, 43% alcohol. It's a combination of mash bill of corn, malted barley, and rye. They don't tell us the percentages on the bottle, but, uh, but you can definitely get that corn. All right. So let's take a little, uh, a little swiggy swig. This is, this is before we, this is just before we've yeah. even puffed here. Here we go. I'm ahead of you guys. So, um. I'm getting a lot of vanilla and cream. It goes perfectly with the cigar already. God, that's from New York, huh? That's, that's nice. Yeah. You know really what? Nice. Similarly to the cigar, it's so the cigar you've got that that cedar and cream, and then you get the the little pepper zing. Here you have that caramel mm. from the bourbon, the vanilla, like Ivan said, but then you get that little zing from the rye in the back. You notice that? Exactly. Some more. I, I didn't get enough of enough pour on that. <laughs> Yummy was uh, skipping on you. It's the first of three. Yeah, it's really a marathon. Nice. It's a marathon. Really nice. I, this is my first time having it. This this is like this is like when you get a sandwich and you put a nice a nice spread on it, like a nice mayo or a nice a nice tangy something on it. That's what this with the cigar mm. so far. Que más carne ni más carne así de sandwich, man. Arroz. Porque carne hay, but that's a difference. But that's you guys lost all the Anglo's on the audience. That's a different show. No, this I tell you what, these two are playing so well together. Oh, and and that and you nailed it, Eric. That little that little tang at the end. Yeah, that's the rye. Oh, so good. So that, I'm gonna do it it's the that other little way. Rye now. Spice. I'm gonna do it the other nice. way now, where we take a little puffy puff and then a drinky drink. So I love the fact that it's a it's a New York distillery, right? For not that not that Davidoff is a New York brand, but it's very much a mm -hmm. a big city brand. Mm -hmm. Davidoff isn't a brand that you think of, you know, you know, the plains of Idaho or anything like that. It, it's a big city brand, and so I think it's cool that there is yeah, a it's, distillery it's not, in New York. It's not Kentucky. It's not correct. Correct. You know. Yeah. So so I think that's cool. I loved it. I really did. It's I really like the Ray Jones, and it's I really liked good. it with the cigar. It's fantastic. So so a or one. Off to a good start. And th yeah. this, this was straight bourbon. Mm. Yep. I love bourbon. <laughs> I love bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> full, dis full disclosure, I love bourbon. Bourbon, 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 bourbon. Are we moving on to two or we're still on one? All right. No, I just wanted to give it one final. One last hurrah. Just yeah. to make sure. Okay. All right. And, so we're going to move yes, on now. It is awesome. All right, let's go to two or B. So, what side of the brain you like? It. So again, this time we're not doing the blind, so that's what's different this time is we're just going vertical. Right? Ray Jones sent us these we bottles can to try when it's not. And blind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can just <laughs> hit it again. So now we're on to the Great Jones Four Grain. This is a forty-five percent, also a straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, and this one is basically similar to the straight bourbon, except it adds an element of wheat. Mm. So. A little heavier then? No, wheat is actually oh, a milder. Okay. So a weeded bourbon makes it a little bit milder, maybe a little sweeter. It allows the other sweetness uh, to come out. So think of think of wheat like wheat bread. Okay. When you think of the grains, when you think of corn, think of cornbread, right? And rye. If you ever you when you have rye, it's got that little that spiciness yeah. to it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
it's almost like a minty sort of mentally spiciness that it has, right? Okay. And the difference that, between the cornbread and the wheat bread? So corn is sweet. Sweet. Right? When you think of cornbread, it's inherently sweet. And a little heavier. Yeah. And so, and then, and then you've got malted barley. Think of beer, right? That's, that's what beer is mostly made of, okay. barley. And, uh, and then think of wheat bread. Wheat bread tends to be mild in flavor, mm-hmm. right? People typically that don't like wheat bread, they're like, oh, it doesn't taste like anything, right? Right. Well, that's what wheat does here is it, it gives you, it kind of knocks everything down just a hair. I haven't tried it yet. All right. It's a lot clearer. It's- well, these are probably all aged the same. Um, by the way, I don't know if it matters because you know I didn't I didn't get a lot of information, but uh, this one on the four grain is bottle number one five one one nine from batch number zero zero one. Ooh. So pretty cool that we have batch number one here. I don't know. Again, I don't know enough of the differences, but uh, we've got batch one. All right. Here so we now go. we're on to. On well, to it's it's definitely lighter. You already tasted it? Yes, it's definitely lighter. I almost wonder if you need the cigar first, first before you need the, the right. rye. Oh, I'll do that first. It totally knocks it. down that rye. Yeah. Oh. Knocks it down completely. Look, yeah, it's see, not there. See, I like rye. I mean, rye. even though it is there. I like, I'm a big rye guy. I love rye. You're a bourbon guy. You're a rye guy. You're a tequila yeah. guy. Uh, I'm you're a, a, <laughs> I'm not a, no, I'm not a tequila guy. My, I, 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 we've, you know, the, I have something, I have a medical condition with tequila that it disintegrates my pants. They just, ah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a blood to skin ratio. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens. I've I've heard of that. It, it it's called instant divorce. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> it, look so, it up. Look it up. It's true. So I think, I think this may work better with the cigar. I think you can prop like although the first one, the straight bourbon. You can totally have the cigar with it. It paired nicely. But I think this one has more legs. Like, you can do that longer. You can do this pairing longer because it's not, that spice is not going to overwhelm the cigar. O- over time, I think the, the straight bourbon with the, with the high rye probably overpower the cigar after a little while. This one, I think you can, they can, they can dance all night. Yeah, they're definitely playing well with each other. See, I like that little kick at the end. That the rye gave me? I do too, but we're talking about, you know, with the cigar, how, um, it, how it goes. So for my palate, I like I like the first one. I agree. I like the first one. This this is good on its own. Um, nothing, it doesn't really enhance the cigar, doesn't take anything away from the cigar. The experience with the straight bourbon was better for me. See, now I know all the background information. Now I, th- I do think it's a little too mellow for mm. the cigar. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You you'll be able to do it longer. You'll be able to go longer, longer and enjoy both, right? Whereas the bourbon, I like the bourbon better than the four grain. Uh-huh. But I think that with a cigar, I'd go with the four grain to kind of last longer. I think. Hmm. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and now you can last I, nine hours. <laughs> You, you know, you, you know when they say, "Hey, if you've got if you've got a that lasts for more than four hours, you should call a doctor." If I have a that lasts for more than four hours, I'm calling everyone I know. <laughs> Oi, come out of the house. Check this Check out. Check this out. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Very good. I mean, it's, very smooth. It's, it's not as it's not as prominent in the in as or full of flavor as that first one, but it's still very smooth. Very yeah. good. 
So, you know, weeded, weeded bourbons are a thing, right? Like Weller is a weeded bourbon. Maker's Mark is a weeded bourbon. They're popular. They're extremely popular because they don't have that, you know, some people don't want that punch in the face that, that the rye gives you, right? Yeah. So, so my question would be, and we still have to get to the rye, yeah. is are these mixing bourbons? Or were these? Would you put this in an old fashioned? Would you put, or would this all stay on its own? We haven't had the rye yet, but again, you know, you know how I feel about old fashions. I think old fashions should always be made with rye. I agree. And so we haven't had it yet. We were about to, but I don't think these are mixing. Like I, I enjoy bourbon by itself. Mm -hmm. That's just me. What we do here on the show, that's exactly how I drink them at home. Gotcha. I mean, we no ice, always neat. Me personally, uh, that's how I do it, but. I know that you get you get hammered quick that way. Right. See, it gets I, you I, I, I like from point A to point B. I like them on the rocks. I like I just don't like straight. to dilute it, you know? Yeah. Just straight bourbon on the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Always, always. Straight bourbon on the rocks. Yeah, and like you know, I feel the same way about that as I feel about cigars. You know, people people try to tell you how to consume something. No, I think you should try the the way that the distiller says you should do it. Mm-hmm. But then you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, and I don't judge anybody for doing anything. Now, do you like one big cube or do you like Well, what I do like about a big cube, if I'm drinking on the rocks, is that the cube dilutes a lot slower. Yes. So it cools the drink fast, but it doesn't dilute. Whereas, you know, sh- crappy, I was about to say shitty ice. Yeah, don't say uh, shitty. Nah, shouldn't say shitty. Uh, so bad ice, bad ice melts too fast. Right. So... Right. So yeah, I, I like a, a big cube because it lasts longer. But again, the way that I drink these things is neat. That was my nickname in college, Big Cube. Big cube. Or <laughs> Shitty Ice. Shitty Ice. <laughs> well, it depends what de- depends where you got me. All right, so let's move on to C. Now this is now this is the rye. So this is one hundred percent straight rye. Ooh. It's forty five percent alcohol. This is my part. And I'll right show you here. this bottle here. I'm a big rye guy. I'm a big rye guy. All right. The green. Not the Hall of Fame partner, are, are, right? Are rye usually green? The, the bottles for rye yeah, well, always have green bullet, on them. Bullet rye is green. They're, no, no, all of them. Angel's oh, Envy yeah, will always all have green. green. Right? I mean, they, they all, whenever they do a rye, they was there a meeting? Was there a meeting that said, okay, ryes are green? Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. I really don't. If, 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 and if you do at home, let us know. Yeah. Because we need to know. Man, the, the nose is so different. Mm. It's peppery. Smoky, right? Yeah. With, Smoky? But sweet. Oh, this is going to be good. I love you all. So oh. different. It's a, to I me, like that the best. Me. I, I like, like A. Yeah. To me, this is a little, I don't know, mm. medicinal. No, I like no, that the best. I, I, I see, again. No, I, I didn't mean that in a bad way. Full I disclosure, just, you give me rye any day. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. but I do. I like it the best because... Uh, I find that it's fuller on the palate, personally, and and it's silky. Mm-hmm. It's it's very different from the other two. It's almost like it's almost a different distillery. So, Ivan, how does it play with the cigar? That's the ultimate here. I think there's a lot going on in this in the, in the rye. Mm-hmm. Again, I tasted. Let me see. Let me give it another whirl. The, the sweetness is less. It, it, it almost has like a floral, citrus. Uh, it is peppery um, and a little bit medicinal. I think it's it has too much going on See, for I, me to enjoy with the cigar. Yeah, I think I think I think it knocks I think it knocks the cigar down a little bit. Yeah, 
Yeah, on its own, I do. I like this one. Like, I would drink this if I was just, at, you know, got to the bar. Hey, let me have the, the Great Jones rye. No cigar, no nothing. Yeah, good times. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I, I might even dip my toe in the pool and have it neat. Ooh, oh, look at you. Good, that's how good this is. No, I do like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I like it. I like it better than than the bourbon. As I said earlier, I like it better than the 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 uh, four grain and the straight bourbon because I think it's more balanced on the palate. Is it stronger in alcohol? It's uh, it's the same strength as the four grain, which is forty five percent. Because it made my left ear hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It must be strong. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. Um, I do. I do think it. Uh, it over overpowers the cigar. Yeah. So so okay. So if we had a conclusion to be made, I, for me, I think I have to go with the straight bourbon. The first one we had, I think, pairs perfectly with this David off Year of the Rabbit. Me too. You like you like. I'm gonna go. Two. I'm gonna go you with. Like uh, I'm gonna go with the four grain and the cigar. Mm-hmm. I think that combination for the for the sole purpose that you can enjoy it longer. Mm-hmm. That wheat kind of knocks everything down, and you can just enjoy it for a longer period of time. I think you'd get tired uh, of that of that zing, and you know, with the cigar again so, on its own. I, I think the zing, the I, I like I like the zing with the cigar. Before before you get into what you were going to say here, I just want to ask, which I always ask, um, what the price is on these. And while you look that up, you can, what is it that you enjoyed about it? Well, again, I think if, if I was just sipping, not smoking, uh, the rye 100%. 100% I'm in. You order rye when you go out? I do. I do. do. I do. I'm, I'm more of a bullet rye guy. Bullet rye. Bullet rye. I put that in my old fashioned. Yeah. And you, you know you're doing well when you're at a, at a lounge and you, and you say, can I get an old-fashioned ass? What would you like? And you say, bullet ride. Uh-huh. You, get a, you get a little nod from the bartender. Like, yeah. Okay. We just we were in Corona Cigar uh, recently, last week. We were in the PGA show. And uh, I had a new bourbon that I hadn't had before, and it was excellent. It was, I don't want to overstep on Great Jones, but I had the uh, Jefferson's Ocean. Excellent. excellent. That was outstanding. Outstanding. It wasn't a rye, but it was more of a... I think it was closer to the straight bourbon here that that we had with the first one, and I I, I like the first one the best. So the thing about Ocean again, not to put on a different show than the, Cross the Great Jones, but uh, the Ocean is aged in barrels on ships, which is why it's Jefferson's ah. Ocean. What does the ship have to do with it? The movement of the ocean in the barrel. So it, is anybody else thinking dirty thoughts? It's it's not the it's not the size of the ship. It's the motion. Of the ocean. I wasn't. I don't use that line. Poor, so I was poor, poor, poor Nat, our executive producer. She's like, she guys, really? Why does everything have moronic. to come down to that? When no one's ever said to me, "You need better motion in your ocean." Oh, kidding. But your boat, terrible, terrible. <laughs> it all thank sucks. You, it all sucks. Thank you for bringing them back. <laughs> but your boat, terrible. Put your dinghy over there. Dinghy over there. Don't you have a friend? All right. So, yeah, it looks like it's in a forty to forty-four dollar range. That's not these. No, perfect. Great Jones. No, excellent, excellent effort by these guys. I really enjoy. You know, considering how expensive New York is, forty dollar bottle of rye, forty dollar bottle of and and, bourbon. um, It's not bad. And after having that rye, that would. Be fantastic in a in a, an old fashioned, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Killer, but I like it on its own. 
I like it on its own, and I like it with the with the cigar. Although I think it does overpower it a bit. But you know, when I do want to say one thing though, before you read your your ad read, um, <laughs> so when a when a spirit overpowers a cigar, which often happens, right? Like you don't when you walk into a bar, you're not thinking, "Oh, I'm going to smoke this." So let me get you know, it's, it's you don't you're not typically doing that. Like nobody drinks like that. You you go, oh, I'm in the mood for you know, a Davidoff Year of the Rabbit. And you go and you buy your Year of the Rabbit, you start smoking, and then you go to the bar, you saddle up to the bar, and they ask you, what do you want to drink, right? And you probably drink whatever the hell you were in the mood to drink. If your drink overpowers the cigar, just just wait a second. Take the sip from the spirit, whatever it may be. Take one puff from the cigar. You're going to find that the cigar doesn't taste like anything if, if it overpowers it. Don't take another sip. Take another puff. Mm, okay. And now your cigar will start to find its place within that spirit. And then take another puff. If I have to get that analytical, I'm not enjoying that pairing. Yeah, you uh, are. No. Well, so so then you'd rather sit at the bar and and it, and smoke a cigar that you can't taste while you're drinking the spirit. So it ha- it happened to me yesterday. I was driving down from Jacksonville. While drinking and driving, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was taking and we puff, pull and we pull the curtain back, <laughs> and, and now we're and all in trouble. The toll booth, <laughs> officer. I don't know. Talk to Jasper. He has all our information. So, assuming you're out at a retail establishment, smoking and drinking at the same time, not a lot of people have you know that cigar bars. Say, yeah, that what? availability. But most most places do. Yeah. In this case, I was at one that didn't have alcohol in the cigar shop. But I had to go next door to get a drink. I love okay. it. So 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 like nefarious. I love it. Huh? I love that. I love that you have to like not sneak. So there was a bar was next a, door. So was, you left your cigar in the ashtray, went to go get a drink, and came back over. Okay, no, no. Uh, they have tables outside, and they're like, you can. I was like, how can I drink and smoke at the same time? And they said, you can take your cigar outside, sit on the terrace, get a drink from next door, and then you can do it there. Ooh, right, your uncle. Yeah, yeah. So. So I went and I purchased a cigar that I wanted to smoke, went over there, and then I bought whatever drink they had, which was like a craft beer place, right? Okay. So I picked whatever the best craft beer that I was in the mood for at that time, and then I I enjoyed them together. Correct, but now, but a, a beer is typically not going to overpower the cigar, typically. The spirit, because just, of the level of right, alcohol, right. It, it, it can completely overpower the cigar, and you can't taste it, and so what I'm offering to the listener some solution yeah. is a solution yeah. so that if you are in that scenario where oh man i picked up spirit that now completely overshadowed my cigar mm-hmm. there's a way that you can enjoy it right which is just decrease the number of sips and increase the number of puffs and that way you can enjoy it without having to think about it all that much yeah that's all i'm saying and the beauty of it is once you finish your drink you can you have another option what is it Another, another drink. Another, another drink. Another cocktail. Well, while we go, that's <laughs> like, uh, huh? guys, nobody's making any sense here. All right. So, we've Eddie, Eddie Guerra, who we talked to a couple days ago, the Hollywood fashion plate, by the way. We're going to get to him in a minute. But first, as always, Perfect Pairings, and thanks to Great Jones for hooking us up, is brought to you by Total Wine and More where you always find the right bottle at the right price with their lowest price guarantee. You can visit Total Wine and more at TotalWine.com. I, I, to me, I have two people in the fashion world, in the fashion cigar world. 
There's Mike Herklotz, and there's Eddie Guerra. Oh, mm. that's how you you're feel not about this, yourself huh? in there because you're, no, you're no, pretty spiffy. I, no, no, you never. First of all, you never inc- you, like you never give yourself a nickname. You're right? pretty spiffy. You never give yourself a nickname. Okay, somebody has to give you a nickname. Okay, okay. J Rod was given to me. Therefore, for me, it's Herklotz and Eddie Guerra. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Eddie Guerra. All right, so we are here with Mr. Eddie Guerra, senior brand manager for Davidoff. Davidoff USA, Davidoff, Davidoff Cigars. Which one? Davidoff USA. So senior brand manager for Davidoff USA. Yes. For the whole Davidoff USA. The whole Davidoff USA. Bueno, technically, congratulations, bro. That's awesome. Man, thank you. Um, technically, the Caribbean and Latin America as well, but we just say Davidoff USA. Look International, bro. International. Big timing, the, yeah. the Central Americans. That's not cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, uh, so yeah, man. Thanks for coming, bro. Thanks for, uh, you know, we did this a long time ago. We did. We did. I'm, I'm glad that we're here. Let's jump right into it. Cool. So let's talk first about Camacho, right? Cool. Camacho, I think, you know, for the last couple of years, we haven't seen a whole lot going on. There was like the burger event. Yep. Uh, but now we've got the new Factory Unleashed coming next year, right? Yep. And uh, so tell us about the new Factory Unleashed. Yeah, no problem. Um, so Factory Unleashed is a project that uh, we started. This is going to be a, a, its third year. Third, yeah. Yeah. And and what that was is we, at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything shut down, um, we, we had to stop doing our, our Camp Camacho factory tours. And at the same time, we were innovating and we wanted to figure out ways to connect with people uh, on a little bit more humanized level, I guess is the best way to say it. And we couldn't go to the factory. So we thought, well, what's the best way to bring the factory to the people? And uh, you've been on the trip, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, years ago. Not not the new factory, though. Oh, okay. So in the factory tour, uh, there's there's a moment where you get to sit with the master blender and everybody gets to have uh, their own blend created and they go home with this Camacho factory blend and you only get 10 cigars and yeah, it's cool. And it's your your blend. It's your blend. And, and something that we felt strongly about was like, man, that was a, a special moment for people. Um, it would be for me, and and I work for the company, so I can imagine for somebody that doesn't work there, right? It's it's an incredible moment, and everything gets kind of um, I don't want to use the word tracked, but uh, you know we we keep a, a a catalog of all these blends that have been created, and yeah, what tobaccos are used more than others, and correct, right? yeah. yeah, and and this concept came about of like, well, if people can't come to the factory. Why don't we pick one of the best factory blends that were created? And let's just release this to the market. And it, it's we built campaigns around it at the time. And it was to give people something a little bit more raw and humanistic and something you would normally get when you're at the factory versus the rest of our core line. Yeah. And uh, So rather than a, a blend created by the master blender, you're basically taking a blend created by a consumer that happened to be really good and then probably, I imagine, tweaked a little. For sure, yeah. I yeah. mean, the master blender totally plays a part of, you of know. Of course, when, of course. Consumers make their I mean, own blends, silly but, to think that. W- but with the guidance, <laughs> yeah. right? So it, it's it's uh, balanced out and aged and processed and that whole thing. And um, we released it in 100-count crates. So it was meant to be priced right under our core line, something to get people interested and, and, and have something rare and unique. And the idea was also, you know, why couldn't you have an annual release slash limited product that's not twenty dollars. 
and that was that was the other thing you know like let's create this really cool demand for something that is easily attainable and connected to the factory and then you know we were going to build this whole uh program around it and and we did and it it's it's been amazing um every year it's sold out rather quickly you mean when you're talking about that you're talking about the factory tours themselves so no we built a platform so part of this process um and if you haven't been to the platform if anyone goes to campcamacho.com you'll see what it is we built an online community um in which it's it's interesting It, it takes you on a journey as a consumer so aside from it being like a community where people can post and, and, and show pictures of what they're, they're, they're smoking. What it also does, it's if, if you think of like the Boy Scouts, you know, you, you do certain things, you get badges and rewards. Yeah. We, we, we integrated a system just like that to where as, as people go through along with the journey and complete tasks, and, and it could be like smoking the entire line, uh, checking into stores that we call Camacho Outposts. You, you continue to get... Uh, Points and yeah, rewards. Precisely. And then you start winning like these in- incredible coins that we send to your house. And long story short, at the end of this entire journey, you become part of the board of the bold where we put your name on the factory wall. It's a super cool thing. But um, you really just have a huge community of, of Camacho fans in there. So when I when I went to the Camacho factory years ago, I didn't have to go through any any sort of a Boy Scout badge process to get my name on the wall. I, they were like, do you want to write your name on the wall? I was like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're also Eric. <laughs> no, no, everybody, we all did. It was, uh, you didn't have that program back then. But Yes, so but it, it's it's been really neat, man. Yeah, and cool. um, we, we built this program also to help our retailers. We're like, we're driving business to, to the stores by by making them outposts and, and creating these these awesome tour experiences that we've been doing. You know, we did the one with Burger Beast this past year, the, the whole burger battle and, and you know, we we try so many things marketing wise, and and you you know you mentioned something you're like, hey man, you've been kind of quiet or whatever. It's it's not that we've been quiet. It's we we've chosen to innovate in experience versus innovate in physical product for the past two years. You know, um, product's great. It's it's fantastic, but really connecting with the people and and showing them something that become loyalist of the brand is something that. Uh, we really focused on and yeah, it's something yeah. that and that's understandable and so uh and it's always been very successful in the cigar business always it, it is and you know we we have the the privilege of uh, attending a lot of events throughout the year not just our brands a ton, bunch of other brands and 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 I'm I like to observe a lot and, and see interactions and the big thing uh that's a takeaway for me is you know people do these deals where it's like you know you buy three cigars you get one or whatever and that just makes, and in, in, in my opinion, just makes people loyal to the deal versus loyal to the brand. So we just say, you know what? Let's let's put some real money into showcasing like an, an experience. Exactly. Yeah. Something that'll get you out of your house on a Thursday night, because a sale is not going to get you out of a house on a Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. And if another brand comes the next day and does a deal, then you'll buy their. their you know, for me, I want you to go home and be like, man, that. That was awesome. I, I I'll never forget that night. I'm yeah. gonna talk to my friends about it. Oh, that and one it time. It changes your perception of the brand. 100%. And, and, and that's where we really um, so zeroed then, in on. So people can find out more about that by going to campcomacho.com. Yeah. And then can they also sign up because you started the factory tours back up, and that's always yeah. been you know a fun thing, right? It, it's it's definitely a factory tour like no other. I've, I've been to a few, and I, I'm not gonna sit there and completely compare it to people, but we definitely do things 
the Camacho way. And uh, we are opening it back up this year. And on campcamacho.com, uh, shortly we're going to announce all the dates. So, and what I mean shortly, I mean within the next couple of weeks. So, so what date is that? Because this will probably, you know, depends on when the show drops. So when are the dates going to be announced more or less? In December. Like December? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so, so you've also got for Camacho this new off the grid campaign, which is why you were surprised. Hey, surprise. You're here. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so uh, the Camacho. What off the, was that about? Man, so this is going to be really fun. Um, and building on the success of last year's uh, Bull Burger Battle Tour, we realize sometimes going back to basics, going to Camacho back in the day did these incredible tours and it really moves the needle and, and you get to touch a lot of, you know, uh, hearts and minds doing that. So off the grid is, is something, it started off as an internal uh, thing we would say to each other, hey man, I'm going to go off the grid. I'm, you know, with some of the friends, we're going to yeah. go to a cigar shop. No one bother me. I'm off the grid. I'm going to go enjoy some cigars. Yeah. Turn off my cell phone. Yeah. Peace out. It's, it's Camacho time. And uh, as you know, there's a lot of other lifestyle brands and activities are synonymous with the brand. Mm -hmm. And if you look at uh, going off the grid, like a lot of tactical, a lot of overlander community stuff. So we really kind of embraced that. And we teamed up with some people <clears throat> where uh, we're putting together uh, this off the grid fest. Uh, it's going to be out in the Everglades. We're going to do two of them next year, um, partnered up with uh, the Gladesman. And last year they did about 4,000 people, but it's super unique. It, it's a ton of Overlander community people, Jeeps, Defenders, all that stuff going out there, camping, bonfires. They do the hooligan races where it's like motorcycles racing around uh, flat tracks. Like it's really out in the woods. Uh, we're going to do uh, this thing called Dinner with Giants where you have uh, the Mel from uh, La Trala Barbecues won all these uh, barbecue awards. He's going to go out there and do a huge cigar dinner and it's, like a camp out overnight thing it's just people going off the grid and and having a good old time and so people are gonna they're gonna bring their own camping gear pretty much yeah yeah right yeah and and it you know so this this event has existed before we came in and now we're taking it over as camacho and we're just gonna camacho it yeah and integrate cigars and and just make it big and bold but it like it already exists it's not something that we're just completely uh inventing so it's already like super busy we we think we're probably gonna amplify it uh significantly with our brand um and so when uh when are, do you have the dates already for that so um the dates are gonna be announced but I, I can tell you they're in april i can't tell you when in april uh th that's being finalized but what is happening is so that's what those are the two pinnacle events that we're doing next year but we're going to downsize it so we could scale it and we're going to put it across uh, 50 retailers in the United States. So, and this is where we're going to do the, like the off the grid tour, which is, is really unique. Like, you know, we're going to pop up in people's stores. Uh, we're, we're going to communicate with the overlander community and, and, you know, store size pending parking lot pending, you know, there'll be Jeep meetups, defender meetups, whatever we have like this, you know, we're building like a, a photo backdrop for like vehicles. So it's like this huge thing where people drive in front, they get their photo taken, their, their oh, car really photo neat, taken yeah. in front of you. I'm, I'm bringing Mel from Latralia. He's he's doing like a Texas-style barbecue at all the shops. Um, and it, it's pretty much Camacho. When you, when you think about what gets you, and I say this line a lot, what's going to get me out of my house on a Thursday night? You know, like we're trying to create that yeah. in, inside stores and, and create, dude, like great drinks. Coconut Cartel is going to tour with us as well. So great drinks, great barbecue, cool people meeting up, 
you know, the a, last time you guys did a tour like this, uh, <laughs> I heard. I actually, yeah, yeah I, I we we jumped in the truck and and did a couple of cities with you guys. So uh, I don't know if I can do that this year or mm. or next year, I should say. But uh, but we'll try. Yeah, it, it was it'll, a good time. It, it's it's fun, and you know, last year, um, like we resurrected it, and you guys were were at the first one that we did here in Miami. Yeah, so what I wanna. Yeah, and and it's unique because you know last year what we did was like man we rolled out 1500 square feet in astroturf picnic benches string lights like we really did a full takeover um we learned from that we're kind of improving it and and we're just we really just want people to 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 take away with an experience um yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be a good time awesome so you also did now with with the other brands that you manage you also with avo you're doing a cool like listening rooms yeah thing that i think is I mean, I don't know, but you guys, every one of these things that you're coming up with, it sounds like if they're like tailor made for me. Like I love all of that. Like the the camping stuff. My family, we camp all the time. Yeah. Uh, the listening room stuff. I love that idea. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you guys could do something for golf, then we'll be like completely. We're, we're almost there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the it's it's funny you mentioned that because that really is a personal passion project of mine. I I love the the Japanese style audio bar listening room thing that, you know, it's kind of exploded in the United States. There's a place in Miami called Dante's Hi-Fi. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've been there or not. I'm sure you have, but it's basically that. And you walk into this cool room and, and there's like a ton of vinyl everywhere. And then you have like this DJ that's curating music for the evening. That's just like rare and unique and it causes great conversation. And we wanted to do that, uh, and we're going to do that in actually in 50 shops around the United States. But we're going to add a, a really cool flair to it. So if you've ever been to a cigar shop, a lot of times around 7 p.m., 8 p.m., they're like, all right, everybody out, closing the doors, we're going home, right? And normally the owner will stay there with four or five friends and they just smoke after hours. So like the whole concept is that like kick people out at after hours it then opens up as the avo hi-fi living listening room oh i like that you know so it, it starts later and and we transform the place we bring like the all old the south beach clubs that we had uh, <laughs> right the mix when we were younger yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh transform the place and and you know candle lights and and record vinyls and and bringing in the djs we're, we're, we're putting a lot of stuff into creating this experience the neon lights and transforming into these after hour like audio listening rooms that that again it 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 creates an experience for somebody to go home and go man that was absolutely different yeah you know it's not about what deal did i get to try this new product like really everything for both avo and camacho like we're we're tailoring it around the brand so it's not about a specific line like the true brand identity correct yeah yeah no that's cool man yeah i mean obviously avo with the music is spot on right right so i think that's that's really neat mm-hmm. i can't so do you have uh, how do people find out about those events is it just following avo on social media B- basically or? just following avo on social media we or, are going to make a gonna co- send out press releases absolutely we're, we're going to make a bunch of announcements a lot of these things are going to basically start in uh march and april and then they'll run towards the end of the year um and then we are you know it, it'll be simultaneously programmed with um you know we we got a four limited editions or limited releases we call them you know uh yep. for for avo that we're yeah i'm excited about those man. To, to to drop next year I, i'd talk about it more if i could but i just i can't right now yeah but, i know uh but you know about it i got to speak with you about it. I, I think it'll be something interesting and and unique for people uh they'll find it refreshing and 
you know, we, we, we've been a little quiet, but we haven't, we've, we've been working away and, and trying to produce stuff. And, and I think everyone's going to find out why. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we kind of, we buried the lead on this, on this whole thing yeah. that we've done. Right. So we talked about Camacho, talked about Avo, but your, your limited release, uh, conversation segues perfectly into into this thing that we're smoking oh yeah right we are smoking the year of the, the rabbit. year of the rabbit yeah and so man what a killer smoke thank thank you because i know you'd tell me the truth if you didn't like it yeah it's man it's incredibly well balanced it's very flavorful uh i would say that it's got a like a unique like nuttiness to it it's not just like standard almond or standard nuttiness yeah it's a uh, it's a unique, like a spicy nut. It's very, very interesting. Yep. Uh, it has that little herbal note, but just like really hidden back there. Tons of cream. Tons. Tons of it. So, yeah. You know, I, I've, at you, I showed you one of the boxes that I have. Of, yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you definitely know. And I have every, every one of these year of. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I have to smoke a couple more, but I, this may be my favorite. Yeah. So, uh, you know, before we, we started today yeah. you know and i was talking to you about it briefly you know i i've had the the privilege of being a part of uh, the innovation team and the 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 blends were sent two years ago because we man we we planned three years in advance and, and we're working on these yeah, things yeah. and uh i've been smoking this the the blend i got chosen i've been smoking it for two years now uh and it's like I told you, everybody has a different palate. Everyone says this. And that. to me, this is in the top two cigars I've smoked in my life. That's my palate. Yeah. And, and I've smoked a lot, so I, I think it counts for something. But <laughs> it, it is such a unique cigar. Um, I love that cream and I love that leather, you know, and it's not super strong no. at all. But it's also not mild. It's also not mild, yeah. Uh, it's It also has like... It has some like unique little hits that that like kind of come in and out. Yeah, uh, like a little eucalyptus back there somewhere. It's it's a very it's a very interesting smoke. It's not you're not gonna smoke it and say okay yeah I smoked it. Or, mm -mm. It's not it's not that you're it, you're gonna smoke it and it's gonna make you think about it. Oh, it's 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 certainly a cigar. Um, I was telling Ivan before I walked out. I said, man, you know, I'm gonna smoke this now, and I won't smoke anything else for the rest of the day. I'm, and I smoke a lot, you know, but so, yeah. so for me to say that is because I don't want to ruin anything afterwards. Cause like nothing to, it's going to come, nothing can compare to this to me. And yeah. I don't, I don't want to mess with my palate that way. So like, you know, if you, if you are going to smoke one of these, like, I mean, you can smoke it, you know, back to back or do whatever you want to do. But for me, like I can smoke, if I'm only going to smoke one cigar, dude, let me ask you what, uh, since you've smoked so many of them, this is my first. Yeah. So what uh what kind of spirit would you put this with man that is that is a very good question by the way i mean i'm sorry but it's it screams scotch yeah it, yeah to me it does because I mean, it for, for me and not even like a peaty scotch no 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 no, no, like no. A, it, it's got to be a space side something like a space side, exactly. something that's got like that silk and honey yeah and that's to like it. dried fruit to, to yeah, complement so this i'll probably you know do some arbifeldi with this because it's very like heavy on the honey in my opinion that just it gives yeah, it it's the, called the honey dram it, it actually it, it, <laughs> yeah. it is it actually is shit um um i actually had this last night with um the glenlivet 14 with the cognac cast 
Yeah. Which I think is super underrated. I think phenomenal, you know, drama. I love, so. I love all of those uh, finished, you know, uh, cognac finished or Absolutely. we had um, on the show, we, we drank the, I was going to say we smoked. We drank the Glenlivet, uh, sorry, the Glenfiddich uh, 12 year uh, Amontillado cask because they sent it to us. I thought that was delicious. I, Amontillado is that sherry cask. Yeah, I, I'm a, I have a, a love affair with Glenfiddich. Do you really? Yeah, you know, I, I really never liked them at the beginning. And uh, I became their biggest uh, purchaser in, in Southeast Asia when I had the bars out there no those years ago. So they they kind of flew me to the distillery and they, they did a whole, like really immersed me into the brand. And believe it or not, that is kind of what changed my vision internally and my career path because then I understood what true experience marketing is. Well, their yeah, their tour is and, second and, to and, none. And to me, it was like proof. Like, dude, you were giving this to me for free. I never gave a crap. I went and I saw and I learned and I experienced. And to me, it became the best made single malt. Yeah. Now, is it really the best made? I, I don't know. You know, but that is my perception. Yeah. So, uh, ironically, that's. How cool. I, I've, I've moved on in my career. I don't know how we ended up on that part. But. Well, hey, listen, we uh, we take little Perfect. journeys. Yeah, and uh, I do. I do want to say though again one more time, this thing is killer. Yeah. So how many how many of these were made? <sighs> you have. You, I mean, I put you on the spot. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, not many. Um, oh, we'll we'll throw the number on there. Yeah, on yeah. The bottom. <laughs> but uh, they are uh, fifty dollars a piece. Yeah. And um, a box of ten. So. It's it's fantastic. You can't you, you cannot you cannot go wrong, man. And and the packaging is stunning, man. The, the way the it way it was is, though the, the it, year of the whatever but, is always stunning. It always this year was extremely unique because they they basically built a a rabbit hole like home. So like it's that weird maze looking yeah, thing. It, it's it's absolutely stunning. Cool, so. man. So thank you again as always for uh, for coming down. Tell us how, or or tell the listeners how they can how they can find out more information about you know the the brands Camacho, Avo, Davidoff. Yeah, so you know we actually are are extremely engaging on on our social channels. To to me, it, it's it's the best way because we actually work them ourselves. It's not like there's some random agency doing it. Like we we're very hands on with that. So so at Camacho Cigars uh, for Camacho on on Instagram, you can also find the uh, Camacho Cigars on. Uh, Facebook. And then for Avo, it's Avo Cigar, singular. Uh, and then same thing on, on Instagram. We'll, we'll put all these links yeah, on and the then, And Davidoff is Davidoff Cigars. Um, and then for Avo, we also do some pretty cool things. Uh, so on Spotify, if you go to Avo Cigar, uh, you'll see like uh, the Avo Hi-Fi listening room. So we already got like 10 playlists up there of like really cool, unique music that's been curated by some pretty well-known names. Like Grammy award-winning artists. I have curated stuff. So that's something else that we're going to unveil. But <laughs> if you but go, you can, you're, but you can already go to Spotify and check you can, it out. You can already go to Spotify and check it out. Because the idea is, you know, we if you see on our social media, we, we're doing a lot of stuff with a lot of cool brands, um, seeing all of our synergies. And, and, and everybody as artists, they, they express themselves. So music's a lot of inspiration for a lot of people, not just Avo. And, and, and they put together music that inspires them and their creations and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's actually really unique because you get to learn about a lot of their brands and, and what inspires them. I'll connect them with cigars. It's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. So yeah. thank you again, my brother. Oh, thank man, you thank for you. the years of friendship. 
Likewise. Thanks for always thinking of us, and and uh, you're you know you're always welcome here. So oh man, thank anytime you. Anytime so you want to come back. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Bro. All right, brother. Thank you, guys. If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto, the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one, and tell them Jasper sent you. Thank you, Jasper. Well, I'll tell you what. Good times with Great Jones. Thanks to Total Wine and More, of course. Uh, thanks to everyone associated with Total Wine and More, always taking care of us. All right, so as we're at the end of the show, we're at the almost at the end of our smoky treat. Ivan, where are you right now with this amazing Davidoff Year of the Rabbit? I'm past you guys. Uh, you are. Apparently. You are. I think we talk more than you. Or I've been smoking the hell out of it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, you. This well, is you're working. You're working. You're. You're. I see you feverishly I'm taking taking copious, notes. Taking I do. Copious I do. Notes. I. I mean, that's that's just what I do. I mean, I'm I'm accustomed to taking notes as I smoke. I I, I enjoy my smokes better that way. Uh, but this is one of those that I smoke down to the nub. It is one of those celebratory special Absolutely. occasion cigars. I've enjoyed it tremendously. I mean, it's definitely worth. Um, worth the price it's it's worth the time it's um i know there's a lot of companies that have put out a lot of uh you know these year zodiac uh, zodiac stuff but i don't think anything compares to this this is this has been very very good i think some people would have something to say about what you just said (laughs) i know but at any rate uh but but this is uh it's a fine smoke Mm -hmm. right uh and right now where i'm at in the cigar so I took the the second the secondary band off, and uh, so now that pepper that that was in there in the beginning, as the cigar has heated up, it has come back. So that that pepper zing is back in there, which again I think is very nice to have those little those ebbs and flows in a blend, uh, and so I think it is a beautifully blended cigar. Um, Again, it's all those same flavors that were there before. Nothing new has come up, but it's just that it, it changes the the ratios of how much you get. And now I get that zing again, which is which is lovely. So 
again, to, to kind of put it all together again, it's, it's that cedar, it's that cream, there's that pepper sweetness. Uh, and so, and there's a, there's a little, like a tea, like a, like a mm. black tea note in mm. the back that I failed to mention earlier. Cause it's, it, it was very subtle. Now it's, now it's kind of come back. So, uh, yeah, lovely smoke. And it's, it's got a complexity, which is what I think when Ivan says it tastes expensive, <laughs> I think that's what he means by that. Because there is, there's something to that, right? Like when you smoke a cigar that you know has cheap tobacco in it, you don't know as a consumer, you don't know how to put your finger on it. Mm -hmm. You don't know, but you're like, yeah, I don't like it. Or yeah, you know, another way to say that is it tastes cheap. When you have this very well-aged tobacco, very uh, well-blended and produced, then you get this, right? And that's what, I, that's what I really love about this cigar, is that it, 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 fills, it fills that. I, I've always thought when you're smoking a cigar, whether you're in your backyard, whether you're in your favorite lounge, whether, wherever you are, it's all about an experience. I think that's the point of smoking a premium hand-rolled cigar. It's about experiences. And the one thing about Davidoff, whether you are a fan, not a fan, never had one before, you get an experience. And I think Eric illustrated it perfectly in that it takes you on a journey. And, you know, the beginning of it was a little was a little spicy, a little tangy. It, it, it grabbed your attention. Then it sort of mellowed out a little bit to open up your palate, and then you're back down. You know, I, to your point, I get that spice, and it takes you on a journey. And I think that's what you want because that's what smoking a cigar is, an experience, and that's what you're getting with this Year of the Rabbit. And, yeah, you know, 50 bucks, whew, of course, but every penny is accounted for in this blend. Every penny is accounted for in this smoke. It is so well-constructed, so well-made, and it is a journey, which, you know, oftentimes it's not – what do they say? It's not about the end. The it's, destination. It's, it, it's not about the destination. It's the journey, and the journey on this is amazing. You know, and a story I forgot to, to, to mention. Uh, I, I recently went to a Christmas party, and I took – I have a uh, Davidoff, You're the Rabbit, in my pocket mm -hmm. for this special occasion Christmas mm -hmm. party uh, that I go to. And uh, somebody's there that usually gives me uh, a special cigar whenever mm -hmm. I see him. It's, it's a once-a-year thing when I see him, and he always has something for me. This person is very prominent in politics or whatever. Um, so he hands me his cigar, and I happen to have the Year of the Rabbit here, Ooh. and I give it to him. And he had a little travel humidor with all these very – he had great cigars in this humidor. And he said, take whatever you want. So I grabbed one, and I hand him. The year of the rabbit, and it was like the greatest, <laughs> greatest gift you can give anybody. And instead of putting it back into the humidor, he put it in his pocket. He's like, nobody's touching the cigar. Yeah, this one's mine, and everybody else can have these. And and that was yeah, it's it's great. I mean, when you pull <laughs> this out, uh, it's it's excellent. And that, there's very few cigars that that you can do that with. And that is what we learned today. Good yes, smoke, sir. good smoke, good smoky treat again. A lot of limited editions, a lot of people putting out specialty cigars. This one is definitely worth your time, worth your pocketbook. Definitely a good investment to have. All right. We want to thank you guys for hanging out with us as always. And a reminder, if you like the show, give us five stars, write a review. Always helps. And you can check out us on the YouTube channel. You know, obviously the, the Facebook has the uh, the mailbag, Mail which yep. is always a good time. Always good to see. My, uh, the last one I saw, there were so many packages, you could barely see Yami. Yeah. She was like hopping like, hey, here I am, here I am. 
Always a good time. Thanks to Nat. Thanks to Yami. Thanks to you guys for hanging out with us. Um, and always hang out with us and enjoy your smoky treat. For Eric, for Ivan, I'm Jim. Smoke it up. You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. Until next time, hasta luego.